This episode of Soda City Sessions was made possible in part by help from One Columbia. One Columbia is a nonprofit organization formed to support and promote tourism in Columbia, South Carolina. Check them out for more information at onecolumbiasc.com and on Twitter at OneColumbia. Welcome to another episode of Soda City Sessions. My name is Kari. This is the podcast where I talk to people who are either from Columbia, live in Columbia, or used to live in Columbia. Today, my guest is named Katie. Hello, everybody. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm doing wonderfully. Good. Ooh, my tum-tum just had a strug. A strug? Yeah, my tummy just went, what, what, what? I went, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Did you already finish one? No, I'm just getting ready for my... I was about to say, how fast do you drink? I'm a slow beer drinker. I thought you were done with your first already. Did you really? Yeah. Speaking of which, what are we drinking? What have you brought? Um, we're drinking High Lie IPAs um, from Cigar City Brewing Company. I think it's in Tampa, Florida. Florida. Great town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tampa, Florida. Cigar City. I like their beer. How'd you find them? Cigar City? Yeah, I've never heard of this this brand. Um, I just I just learn about a lot of beer at World of Beer where I work. Oh, Wob? Yeah, Wob. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I've just been trying a ton of beer from the cooler in there and we have like over 500 beers. So, I Damn, basically that's try too a new many one every beers. Yeah. It that's is. how you get drunk. You drink 500 <laughs> beers? People always ask, like, can I see a, a bottle list? I'm like, no, we don't have one. There's too many. <laughs> so what do you, how do people know what's there? Um, you can download the app on the iPhone. Are you fucking kidding me? There's a WAB app? Yes. I, like I basically <laughs> am like a PR rep and a waitress and sometimes uh, we call a bartender. We now. These days. These dias. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I'm a server. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, um, there's an app, or you could just go look the old-fashioned way behind the bar. You know. Yeah, I think that would be the better way to do it. Just use your eyes for once in your goddamn life. What are eyes? You know, what are eyes but windows to, to the, the soul? soul. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. Question number one, Katie. You ready? I'm ready. How long have you lived in Colombia? Um, I moved down here two summers ago, so it's been two years. Mm, I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wear Abercrombie and Fitch? <laughs> Chinese food makes me sick, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, two years ago in August, I uh, just picked up and left New York City. The Big Apple. Wow. Yeah. Some would call it the East Coast Tinsel Town. What were you doing in New York City? What did they call it? The East Coast Tinsel Town. Tinsel? Yeah. How do you spell that? T-I-N-S-E-L. I've never heard that. Tinsel Town? You've never heard Tinsel Town? Town? Hollywood's called Tinsel Town. Hollywood. That's L.A. Yeah, I said the East Coast Tinsel Town. Oh, interesting. Where were you? What were you doing in New York? Um... 
Well, I did my undergrad in um, New York. Fordham. Yeah, I went to Fordham. Go Bulls. I'm just kidding. I don't know what their mascot is. Rams. I was so close. It was actually surprisingly (laughs) close. You get an A+. Thanks, baby. Um, So, yes, I went to Fordham, um, and I kind of fell in love with the city. um, And I ended up just living there and bartending for a year after I finished my undergrad. I lived in Brooklyn. and What area of Brooklyn? Oh, <laughs> all over the place. I first lived in uh, Bay Ridge. Yeah. Do you know where that is? Mm-hmm. So um, as far down in Brooklyn as you can possibly get almost, um, I guess south, as far south. That's I would say down and up in terms of like north and, and south. Direction, yeah. Um, as far south as you can get almost, except for like Coney Island, I guess. But um <laughs> It took me like 45 minutes to get to work, but that's how cheap I wanted to spend on my rent. Yeah. And um, I ended up just making a killing bartending, so I could have afforded a better place, but I just got to save up a ton of money doing that. It was way better. And my my, my apartment was way bigger than all my friends' apartments. So you were just like balling? Yeah. I mean, it took, the commute was long, but I just like read books and stuff. Did you feel like a superstar? Not really. <laughs> I mean, when I was at work, I was like... We were like, bitch, I'm running this shit. I got a big apartment. I got money. I'm riding on a train. 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wrote that song, so I'm going to have to charge you to, to oh, say that in the Oh, you charging fucking pop- royalties? Yes. you fucking ridiculous. You better watch yourself. <laughs> so then why did you come to Columbia? So why did you like fucking leave Brooklyn? Um... So I lived in I lived in Bay Ridge and then I moved a couple times in Brooklyn when I was working at the bar, um, and it was actually really tough to um, get up and leave. Um, uh, have you, you never lived in New York? No, you know people I've that spent have a lot of time in New York, but I have not lived there. Um, it's very addictive once you um, start living there and kind of fall into the lifestyle of living in the city. Um, it becomes very addictive and it's hard to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could, you asked me why I left. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I knew, um, deep down I had a gut feeling that I need to leave the city. It was kind of wearing me down. Um, I was drinking too much. Yeah. I was bartending. I wasn't doing what, um, you know, I felt like my, my mental, uh, I had like a bigger mental purpose than working at a bar. And so I, I, uh, but I was making tons of money, so it was hard, but I ended up applying, um, to, uh, creative writing programs all over the country. And I just told myself, um, wherever accepts me, I will just go to that place in America and, um, whoever accepts me first, I will just go to that place in America and I will live there and I will okay. get my degree. Um, but I wanted it to be a random place. So uh, the first place I got accepted was USC, Columbia. So you stuck with that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got accepted in April of 2015 um, and I read the email on my phone on the subway um, on the L line. 
Hold on. Uh, shout out to the L train one time. That's my dude. What's up, L train? God, I Why miss you. Why do you like the L train so I much? I love the L because the L is such a struggle for almost everyone I know. Why? It's one of the best trains. Well, because people are always like, the L is always late and shows up whenever the fuck it wants. Everyone likes to complain went, about the MT- MTA. Went, the L has never done me dirty. <laughs> I have always enjoyed That's the L. That's a good train. I enjoy my rides on the L. I have a great time. I have a... Me and the L... The L line go way back. I love the L. Yeah, so. So you read your acceptance letter on the L. Yeah, on the L. Part of it goes like over ground. Yeah. And so everyone's pulling their phones out, checking their emails. Yeah, because the rest of it is under the fucking ground. Yeah, it's crazy how reliant people are on their phones. Like you realize it when you live in New York because people don't have the ability to look at their phones when they're underground. And then as soon as the train goes up, everyone whips their phone out. Um, it's, It's sickening sometimes. But I was one of those people, pulled out my phone, read the acceptance letter from Sam Amidon and the MFA program. And the first instinct reaction I had was like my heart just dropped because I didn't want to move out of the city. Really? I was like, this can't be real. Cause I didn't think I was going to get in. I didn't think I was a good poet. So instead of being stoked first, you were bummed. My first gut reaction was I was, I was my heart dropped. Like I didn't want to leave. I was like, this can't be real, but I knew I had to, um, but it was more like I loved my life as a bartender so much, but I knew I couldn't do it forever, which was why I um, decided that I need to get out in the first place. So it was kind of like, I need to do this, even though I don't want to do this. It's kind of like breaking up with somebody that you don't want to break up with, but you know you have to. Mm-hmm. So I had to break up with New York. Oh my God. <laughs> um, it was a great decision. It was good for me. And I don't regret it. And then you immediately moved here? Um, I found out in April I moved in August. So I had like a little bit of leeway in between. You know what I mean? So you had four months of getting wild. Yeah. Yeah, I had to kind of like uh, tell all my friends that I was leaving and quit at the bar and kind of transition into my new life. Um Although that summer was crazy and I was doing a lot more drinking than writing, but. Well, sometimes that's how it'd be. Yeah. It's true. So then were you like, ooh, Columbia, what a place. I love it. I'm glad I'm here. This is great. Um, not at first. <laughs> I remember visiting um, the summer before I moved down and it was like, it was like a new planet to me. I had never like seen like a Southern city before. I had never really been to the South. Yeah. Um, like the farthest down I've been was like Virginia and then like Florida. Like I'd never seen like, I feel like Florida doesn't really count as the South. Not really. the, only the top part of it. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and I was on vacation in Florida. Like I never really saw the South. So I came down I saw like, like this was, isn't Columbia the biggest city in South Carolina, mm-hmm. or is that not true? I don't think so. It's one of the biggest. I mean, it's the capital city, it's at least. It's one of the biggest. I think either Charleston or... I think Charleston may be the biggest city in Columbia. Okay. I mean, well, South Carolina, wow. That makes that makes sense. Um, but it was like an urban-ish, suburban place to me. Like, it didn't seem like a city, but it was a city, you know? Yeah. But it wasn't... It didn't fit into my, like, 
my like category that I call cities mm. because I'd never seen that, you know? That makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can't explain it well. So like every city I've seen was, is like a Northern gigantic city. And then I came down here and like the street signs were blue and like not green and like, you know what I mean? Like, like even that, you just were like, that I was like, whoa, yeah, it's a different place. And so I was like really sad when I first came down because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to fit in. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Um, but and I feel did you like, like it? yeah, I mean, I feel like every great um, experience for me in my life has come out of like moving out of my comfort zone. And so... I made myself do it. Even if like my first gut reaction was like, don't do this. It was like one of the best moves I've ever made. So yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I've, I've spent basically my whole life in New Jersey and New York. God, what a place. I've never really like lived for a long period of time elsewhere, except for like London for six months. Uh, what school? Um, for school. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard that song, I'm in New Jersey, bitch, by LMFAO? No. It's real insane. That sounds like a good one. I'm in New Jersey, bitch. <laughs> Is that the whole song? It's drink all day, play all night, mm-hmm. let's get it popping. I'm in New Jersey, bitch. <laughs> That's basically how it goes there. <laughs> we all have drinking problems. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, do you miss New Jersey? Um, yes. I miss every place I've ever been. Oh, that's so cute. I mean, I like, I like to see, um, I like places and that seems so vague and stupid, but like each place I go to, I'm like, I dig this for a certain reason. And so like, I'll, I've been to a place like once and I'm like, I miss Montana, you know? Have you been to Montana? Mm-hmm. Where? Um, I was camping for two weeks last summer um, out west. And we basically just did a big loop around a bunch of western states. And we were just camping um, and seeing national parks. I love national parks. Good work, Teddy Rose. Teddy uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. And Teddy? John Muir. Shout out to John Muir, too. Uh, one shout out for John Muir. Good work, Bo. Yeah. Just saying. Um but yeah, we went to um, Yellowstone and we camped um, about 15 minutes outside in um, Montana mm-hmm. last May. It was pretty cold. Very it was beautiful. Cold in May. Very beautiful. And there were bears. Did you talk to them? Um, no, actually. It's too far away. That's probably for, for the me best. to <laughs> express words to them. It's but probably for the best that they were far away. Yeah. They're actually not immediately aggressive at least black bears brown bears are a different story uh-oh those brown bears are the ones you gotta watch out for mm-hmm. like grizzlies right but polar bears are chill right probably not um, actually they're probably aggressive it's hard to say because limited um like how can we know because we're not naturally able to live in that climate right humans i mean there's only been like there's been way less contact between humans and polar bears than there have been between humans and grizzly bears oh yeah that's fair naturally 
I've never seen a bear in real life. Well, I mean, that's not true. I've seen bears at like zoos and shit, but I've never seen a bear in the wild. Um, I have. It's been pretty cool. Also, like, I always forget that part of the times I've seen bears in the wild were in my dreams. So that's not, that doesn't count. Right. You have bear dreams? I have dreams about everything. Everything? Yeah. For real? I, like, it's hard for me to, like, separate what happened in my dream versus what happened in my real life. So I might be lying all the time. I'm not really sure. I might be lying all the time. (laughs) That's actually really intriguing, though. Yeah, I I dream like all the and I remember my dreams really well. Do you think your dreams mean things? Yes. Okay. Like what? Like what do you not like not like what specifically, but like do you think they're like informing you of things or do? You, um, do you I don't think dreams necessarily have an agenda. Like when people say like you need to listen your dreams because they're trying to tell you something. That's mm-hmm. not true. Um how could your subconscious have an agenda that doesn't make any sense. Um, but, um, your subconscious is the majority of your brain, uh, activity, right? So, mm-hmm. um, the, your consciousness is only a very small fraction of what actually happens in your brain. And so, um, during dreams, your subconscious kind of takes control and, um, a lot of your memories and your like, um, like recycled memories, um, things that have happened to you, but you don't necessarily like think about or remember or like consider on an everyday basis that has the potential to come and like be active in your dreams. And so you, during your waking life, you have a lot of control over your consciousness, but during your sleeping life, you kind of relinquish control and then all of these things can come and be active figures in your life. So yeah, like it's a way of getting to know yourself at least. Um, I think like your subconscious or your unconscious, it's called the unconscious, not called subconscious. But anyway, um, it comes to, uh, it like manifests in like symbols and things like that to kind of like represent all of this like garbage um, thought that happens to you, but you don't necessarily use. Mm-hmm. So that's super interesting to me. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I like it. Have you read about this? Like, how do you? Yeah. Um, it's, it's part of my, um, I mean, I, I was a psychology minor in college, but I just have taken like a seriously, um, involved interest in, um, dreams and psychology since I've yeah. been in school and, um, I write a lot about dreams and whatnot. Do you like the movie Inception? Um, I did like it. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good popular culture representation of dreams. I thought it did a good job. I really actually do like Inception. Yeah. It was very, it was, I mean, it's, it's thought provoking. It's stylized well. Yeah, and I love Leonardo DiCaprio. You, know, so. you like Leo? I do like Leo. Oh, yeah, fucking Leo? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you not? No, of course I like Leo. I love Leo. I like Leo, but I feel bad for him. I feel like Leo is like a sad dad almost right now. I think that something needs to happen for Is he him. married? No. He just looks upset all the time. Well, he hasn't won an Oscar yes, until like recently. Well, yeah, but still, if that's the worst thing going on in his life, like shit could be worse. I feel like his theme song is like, I got knocked down. The uh, tub thumping Chum- by Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. <laughs> I get knocked down, but I get up again. 
You're not ever gonna keep me down. That's what know plays what in Leonardo in DiCaprio's you, you dreams. So? In his dreams, just like on repeat in the background. Are you big Leo head? I'm not like a huge Leo head. Are you deep into the Leo? <laughs> I like him. I think he's a good actor. Who do you like more, Leo or Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Leo. Really? Yeah. Okay. Tom Hardy or Leo? I don't know who Tom Hardy is. Well, I guess that's the answer. You know I'm bad at actors. <laughs> you know that. I, I don't know anything about you. This is all the first time. <laughs> Katie! <laughs> yeah. Katie, I am not sober anymore. <laughs> Are you telling the radio world? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. They know. Um... They know how it is. They listen. They know how it be. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've worn glasses in like days. I've I been, like them. Thank you. I've been wearing contacts for uh, ever because of the show, and then I took them out this morning because I was like, I don't need these anymore for right now. And I was like, Oh my god, I haven't worn glasses in so long. It feels so different. I like glasses on people. Thanks, Katie. I don't know if I like really had, um, what is it called? Astigmatism. That's a thing. Yeah. If I had a real astigmatism, like I have a slight one and I have glasses, but like I don't usually wear them cause they're not really that necessary. Um, but if I had a pretty bad stigmatism, yeah. um, I think I would wear my glasses rather than contacts mostly. I mean, I like contacts just cause, uh, but for a long time, I didn't have an option. People always tell me you don't understand how annoying it is to wear glasses every day. So it can that's be annoying. Fair. It's that's annoying fair. with like little things. Like if it's too hot, my glasses will fog up. Right, if you right. If you want to see a 3D movie, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You know, put the glasses on top. Oh, no, it's too much. You just look like a nerd. You look like a fucking dork. You look like a fucking nerd. <laughs> Uh, there's always that one guy that's gonna call you out in the movie theater too. No, there's not. What movie theaters are you going to? <laughs> look at that guy with the two glasses. Yeah, what movie theaters are you going to? It's like, oh, look at this dummy out here with two glasses on. We tried to watch Avatar. <laughs> Did you see Avatar? I actually haven't seen Avatar. It's like at the top of my list of things that like I actually want to see. At the top of your list? It's like, I mean, it's not number one, but it's it's up there, you know? I heard it was a great film. What's number one? Oh, geez. I mean, I don't keep a like an actual like you concrete said it, list. You started it. I'm like it's up there, you know. It's just a phrase. It's up there, you know. It's up there is just a phrase. Yeah. That's what Neil Armstrong said about the moon. It's up there, you know. I want to see um the Gladiator, or is it just called Gladiator? The 2000 film, the year from 2000, Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Sure. I don't. I think that seems like a good film. You haven't seen that? No. It's pretty good. Yeah. So Avatar, Gladiator, um, perhaps Goodwill Hunting. Mm, the Secret Life of Pets. I've seen it. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> I was like, I just need to understand my dog, okay? <laughs> I have not seen uh, Goodwill Hunting though. I've seen parts of it, but not the entire thing. Uh, That's Leo also. No, it's not. I think it is. Goodwill Hunting is Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, never mind. No, Goodwill Hunting. Yes, that's Matt Damon and Bill Affleck and uh, Robin Williams. Siri, 
What do you have to say about this? Hey Siri. <clears throat> who's in Goodwill Hunting? Shit. Yep. Also, I'm amazed that she just got, gave a good answer. I just got caught. <laughs> Siri just got you, boo. <laughs> God Why damn. did I think that that was Leo? I don't know. I Who's don't know star? what you're talking about. Huh? They all look the same. All white dudes look the same. Stop it, Katie. That is anti-white man. <laughs> it's not anti-anything. It's just an observation. <laughs> There is a Leonardo DiCaprio movie that involves teaching. So I know why you're saying uh, that. Okay. It's not the Titanic. No. Are you referring to the way he taught us all Fuck, to live a little bit better? Movie? <laughs> oh, now it's going to bother the shit out of me. I'll remember it later. It's not Marvin's room. It's after Marvin's room. I don't know. I'm really not good with movies, which makes this interesting while we're on this topic, because I have nothing like intelligent to say about movies. Tell me something smart about a movie. I just told you I can't. Fuck. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Give me a movie that you really like, at least. Um, everyone asks that, you know, and they're like trying to get to know you. Like, what's your favorite movie? This is not. This is not our first date. We're just doing a podcast. I know. I'm just saying. Like, it's funny that that's the first question. Like, why don't people ask me what my favorite book is? You that know? wasn't the first question. This is. I've asked you many questions. That's true. I'm not trying to get saucy. Um, I like. No, I like it when you're saucy. Ooh, ragu it up. <laughs> um, I always tell people like The Tree of Life is one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it. I think it's beautifully shot. Like, is it the one that uh, Brad Pitt's in? Um. Yeah, and I can't remember the actress's name. With the um, she's, you know, she's got red hair and freckles. I can't. Remember. She's beautiful. Oh, Lucille Ball. Maybe I, I love Lucy. I literally don't know. But um. All right. So, what's a book that you love then? Well, you didn't let me say what I like about Tree of Life. Yeah, I was over it. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm drawn to movies because of, um, like I'm a photographer sometimes I like to think. Yeah. Um, and so when things are well shot and like have a lot of natural light and like, it's just, you know, what's the word? Cinematic? Aesthetically pleasing. Sure. Um, but yeah, like I can appreciate things that are shot well and I usually am drawn to movies like that. Like, um, Lars von Trion or mm-hmm. Trier, whatever. Trier, yeah. Trier. Um, his movies are always very appealing to me for that reason. So have you seen, um, God. Melancholia. Yeah. I haven't Nif- seen it. I've seen both of those and I, Antichrist. It's really Antichrist beautiful. And Melancholia. But I have not seen Nymphomania yet because it's so long. And I don't know. There's two of them too. Yeah. That's it's how interesting they, in the very least. I just don't know if my brain is ready to like give that much time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was interested. So I watched it. Um, it wasn't my favorite of his movies, but it was definitely very good. One of the better movies I've seen, you know, I do in a weird artistic way. Appreciate that. He used real fucking. Oh, like the actors actually penetrated. Oh yeah. Which some weird artistic part of me really, really appreciates. Well, it feels more authentic, right? 
Yeah, I get. I know that a lot of people are like, this isn't practical most of the time, but I get really into like, let's be as realistic as possible. Yeah. So that's something I'm like, you know, I appreciate that. And I would, yeah. I, I say I would like to know what that's like as an actor, but also I'm always uncomfortable. Right. And like, I, mean, even I like can't, little things, I so. can't speak for, I'm not an actress at all. <laughs> um, but I think that there's something to say about that authenticity, right? Um, part of the reason sometimes I don't like films is because I feel like they're very superficial and fake. There's like a lot of it. right. It's unbelievable, um, like literally unbelievable. Um, it's it's hard to like place myself. Like the reason we like art and film and anything in the art umbrella is because we like to self-identify with the things we see in art and they inform the self right and so if we see something that doesn't seem authentic that's off-putting at least for me that's my experience with art Um, i have a similar feeling when i see films that are very over the top or like overdone or very hollywood eyes i just can't identify with it even if it's interesting it's hard for me to be like i like that film because unless i can identify with it or be informed by it or at least feel changed by it right i'm less interested that makes sense no i'm with you on that um the least interesting superhero to me is superman because i feel like he's not human enough right i'm not a huge fan of that's interesting to me about that right so I can't really get on board with like the superhero genre because I can get on board with it more recently because they most of the good ones that are happening now are focusing more on things that are relatable and the humanity behind something. Like it's it's a lot more of like here's this thing, this ability that I have, but like how does it fuck up my entire life? How does it fuck mm-hmm. up the people that matter to me? What what is the morality like? What am I supposed to do with it? Mm-hmm. Instead of just like I'm the good guy and I'm here to save right, things, right? The good and evil dichotomy. Like, like, oh, like seeing like this actual like battle is, is so much more interesting, right? Because there's you're just taking what real people actually have and then adding a layer to it. Yeah, sometimes I do find them interesting, but it's it's you know I like the ones that are more character set. There's a show on FX called Legion mm-hmm. that is uh, it's it's based off of a Marvel comic, but the creator of the show like basically saw a comic and saw a character and went, that's a really interesting thing. I could do something really cool with that, but I don't care about the majority of the rest of this shit. Okay. So like he did the show and it's awesome because like you don't even realize it's a show about like a sci-fi show or a supernatural show. Mm -hmm. It deals so much more with like mental illness and like sensory um, connections and, Mm -hmm. and, and like, it's amazing. Like well, I, I was just, I watched the first season. I was like, this show is fucking unreal. It is so good. Awesome. What's it called again? Legion. Okay. There were points where I was like, I forgot that this is based off of an X-Men character. Yeah. Yeah. I like when like people try to bend the genre and try to like bring in other untraditional yeah. aspects to it. You know, the new movie Logan is like that too. The Hugh Jackman's last Wolverine film. Logan is uh, almost like a western. Honestly, it's it, it's it doesn't feel like a fucking superhero movie at all. Cool. Which is interesting that now we're in the place with the genre where they're just like 
subverting it already. Yeah. You know, like they're like, apparently it's gotten boring. We've already had two different Spider-Mans. So uh, let's make things different. Like let's figure out ways to make things different and interesting. You have to keep people interested. And that's Hollywood's motive, right? Hollywood's motive is to make money. What it would be nice if their motive was to keep their audience interested, which is what... They're interconnected. Well, yes, but that's why they're starting to hire more and more writers and directors who are... Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Marvel, for for instance, has a recent history of hiring up-and-coming indie directors to direct their blockbusters. Because they're like, Mm -hmm. you have a vision that's interesting enough. Right. And The writers often don't make any money. And we want you to get on our level, but we want your interesting outlook on it. Yeah, writers don't make as much, but the entertainment industry is a Which is a shame. Bitch. It is a shame. It is a shame. I don't know how to The write. brains behind the films don't get paid. Isn't that kind of backwards? It is. Well, the people that get paid the most, you know, are the stars. Yeah. The big names. And, I mean... That's what people pay to see, though. It's all about money. Sometimes. I pay to see actors. I pay to see directors. I pay to see writers. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, depending on what it is, I'll, I'll see something if a certain person executive produced it. Okay. Because I'll go, I know your work well enough that I trust you on this. So right, but you're it. not the majority. Like, smart people like you are not the majority. Yeah, I know. I'm the weirdo. Everybody else is like, I'm Oh, my God. It's them. Leo. You know? Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. But is that bad? It's not bad or good. I'm just saying that's how the industry works, I guess. I'm not an authority on the subject either, so I can't really say either way. But um, I think the reason, I mean, the highest grossing films, like the reason they got so much recognition by the public, I think is because of like mostly actors, right? Generally, actors are some sort of twist or quote-unquote gimmick that is in that film that blows it out of the water Mm. that's usually how it works yeah or it's i mean what's the deal with avatar why was that so crazy avatar was visually insane i mean right the the, the visuals in avatar were just next level that's why i'm interested in seeing it was uh, kind of the first 3d now that we have like real 3D, quote unquote real 3D, it was like the first like real 3D movie that was like mm-hmm. vibrant and big. Mm-hmm. Um, had a really like interesting, complicated plot, but well, not really complicated. But I think that really what what got people were, were the visuals. There were a few big name actors in it, and uh, I don't know. I, I keep it 3D. It was like, I remember people going, this 3D is great. Like, I remember people being like, this 3D is amazing. Right. Because I remember seeing 3D in movie theaters when I was a kid, but it was like, we had those red and blue glasses. Right. So it was like a progressive, like, technological thing at the yeah. time. When was that? And when did that come out? 2008. And it was the first movie James Cameron had directed since Titanic. So That's a like, pretty big deal. Yeah. Like, James Cameron was like, Titanic? It's lit. I'm going to chill for a minute. And then like 10 years later, he's like, Avatar, I'm back. It's huge. <laughs> you know? 
I'm just picturing like an interview on like some show, like where he's like, Titanic, it's lit. <laughs> God, are you imagining me as James, Cam- James Cameron? I'm going to be an obnoxious director if I'm ever any sort of famous and have to do interviews. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dope. <laughs> so what were you thinking at the time? And you were like, damn, it's- I was drunk in a bar. I was like, shit, <laughs> I got it. It's lit. It's lit. <laughs> I was like, what if the Titanic crashed into an iceberg like it did in real life? Imagine. On camera. And then Kate Winslet was fucking Leo in a car. The windows got all hot. Steamy. Did that happen in Titanic? Have you not seen Titanic? I've seen Titanic, but I feel like it was mostly on the boat. No, no, no. The car was on the boat. The car was in cargo on the boat. What? Yeah, like the Titanic had a giant <clears throat> cargo section, so they went and like got into the cargo They're pit. They are traveling somewhere with their cars? Yeah. How else, at the time, think about it, how else would you have gotten cars across the ocean? Where were they going in the show? I mean, in the Titanic? Movie, I mean, they whatever. were going to London, weren't they? Those, oh, because cruises now, I just think of like vacation. Vacation, all I ever wanted. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, cool. Okay, question number two Are you ready? I think so. What do you do in Colombia? Um, I primarily, I mean, I came down here as we talked about earlier. Um, yeah, you came right on down. I came right on down. You got down here in a GIF. <laughs> yeah. Well, I came down for the purpose of doing my MFA in poetry, um, creative writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that. It was a three-year program. Um, Are you done? No, I, I have one year left. I thought you said it was. It is a three-year program. Okay. Um, and so I, I committed to three years. Um, and I have one year left. So I'm writing my uh, manuscript right now. I'm about to go into my third year. So. Um, is that like your final project? Yeah. You write a book of poems, basically. Um, and you kind of prepare it for a submission. Um, the idea would be to send it off to, uh, a publishers publisher. and get it published, which was my main, uh, you know, my main goal when I came down to Columbia was to write a book. That was what I was ready to do. And, uh, what I'm still wanting to do. Um, so I am a poet at the university of South Carolina. Um, I also work in the service industry and uh, yeah, I work at World of Beer right now. And so, um, yeah. Did you leave your other job? No, I work at, uh, I work at Delaney's and I work at World of Beer and that's, I think it right now. Wob, wob, wob it up. Wob, wob, wob it up. Yeah. So... uh, um, Uptown wob you up. Uptown <laughs> wob you up. I just started working at World of Beer in April, though, so I I have been just doing Delaney's before that. I will tell you guys this: World of Beer has a hot dog that made me very lit once. Yeah, um, World of Beer is great, although it's overpriced. Um, I think I personally like to believe that uh, you get what you paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of awesome beer and I'm obsessed with beer. So I, I really love working there. You're obsessed with beer. Yeah. 
Like I'm very interested. Tell me more. Oh boy. Um, okay. Well, part of, Ooh, tell me less. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my dad right now. I'm like, Oh, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, it all started in 1854. Yeah, please tell me about the first time beer was discovered. Uh, before Christ, actually. Back in the day, Jonathan R. Beer yeah. was fermenting some wheat. No, seriously. <laughs> there's, there's like, um, ancient times, like, there's, like, records found of, like, beer before... Like in like the BC years. I mean, I assume it was there. I mean, they had wine, so. Yeah, and they, they figured this out like before we could even figure out what life yes, was. Yes, because look at humans. We will figure out alcohol possibly quicker than we figure out fire. Like, how are you just like chilling in like Jerusalem and you just ferment hops and barley and you just figure out beer? Like, how? I think I wonder about that a lot with a lot of like food and drink things. And I always it's go, brilliant. Was this it's an accident. Like, was, did somebody just leave something out for a long time? And like, maybe, I wonder like, that too. It's like either a genius was just like, this makes sense, or it was just an accident. It had to. The first time, I don't think there's any way. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, LSD was an accident when they discovered LSD in like 1960. No, maybe it was 1920. I don't know. But it was in the. 20th century for sure mm-hmm. um that was an accident so i don't know how like they don't know how beer got discovered there's no record of it but there were records of people drinking in like bc times damn um and the first um the first brewery was like created in like 1400 or something like that what was it called um, Bethlehem Brewery. It's Weinhestephen in Germany. I can't pronounce it right. Oh, shit. Are you talking about the people that make Hogarden? I don't think that's Hogarden. Weinhestephen or whatever. Maybe it's Hogarden. No, know. they make Warsteiner. That's what it is. War- yeah. No, this is like... A, we sell that at World of Beer, like the first brewery that was what, ever... Warsteiner? N- we do sell that too, but Weinhestephen or whatever. sell Algash Curio? Mm-hmm. That's my shit. It's really good. But yes, um, beer is super interesting to me because it was like an old, old time thing that we've figured out and it's been a huge thing ever since. Also, the craft beer thing has only been... um, The craft beer bubble that blew up starting around 2011, I feel like. Yeah, it's a very, very new thing. Like, the first craft brewery, I think, was created in, like, 1980, but it was, like, a small thing. Nobody cared about it because we had, like, our big name um, producers like Budweiser and... Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. And uh, and, uh, Miller Company. Yeah. So, that was basically what people drank. Like, why wouldn't we? But then people realized, you know, kind of caught on to the trend. Um, And by, like, 2000... I think 1980, there was, like... Uh, a few hundred bre- uh, craft breweries in the United States, maybe 200. It's our generation's fault that, that that stuff is popular. We are so much more interested in things crafted by hand and on small levels. I think that's great, though. There's nothing wrong about it. It is, but it's also forcing these major markets like Anheuser-Busch and Miller 
just started making their own versions of quote unquote craft beer. Well, they have to now. It's like they had a monopoly on the on the product for so long, right? And now all of these small breweries are coming in and being like, look at this new thing that we're doing. And then they're being forced to change their products. So we're kind of challenging. They're really the- being forced to just see an opportunity because those people don't have to give it the firepower to to really work on that level. But they're like big corporations and like smaller things are, are producing better products. So, so I think that's pretty badass. Distribution now, which is interesting. Yeah. But nonetheless, I'm pretty interested in all of that. I mean, now we have um, at least a th- 3,000 craft breweries in the United States. And in 2010 or 11, we only had like one or 2,000. So it's just exponentially crawling. We have a lot in South Carolina, actually. Yeah. Um, we have River At, we have Conquest in Columbia. That's just, yeah. Columbia itself has about four. What are the other two? Conquest, Swamp Cabbage. I've never uh, been to Swamp Cabbage. What was the one you just said? River Rat and Conquest. And, uh, oh shit, what's the other one? There's another one in Colombia, and somebody likes it, and they're going to be mad at me when they hear this. <laughs> I can't remember. But yeah, there's, we have, I think, four here, and then, uh, Charleston has at least three. Charleston has a lot. Charleston has more than three. Yeah, Charleston has at least they have a ton, five a ton. or six. And then uh, Greenville actually has a few. Charleston has the most craft breweries um, in South Carolina, for sure. You think so? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they you do. Are so they so serious about that. They do. <laughs> they have a lot of good breweries, too. Like, I'm a huge proponent of, like local breweries how have you not taken me on a brewery date let's plan it okay okay there's one in rock hill there's one there's a few in greenville there's i mean there's a ton thomas creek is in greenville awesome breweries in south carolina and north carolina allagash is in north carolina i believe really i didn't know that there's north carolina has more breweries than it does fucking rivers there's breweries everywhere up there yeah I mean, that's why I... I mean, okay, technically, hunter-gatherer in Columbia would be a brewery, but... Yeah, it's a very, very micro-brewery. Micro. micro. Very, very. I don't think they're even... Consi- but it's... They do good work. Their beer's good, you know? Well, they called themselves a micro-brewery before, like, micro-breweries were, like, bre- like, selling bottles and shit. Yeah, I don't think they really distribute their beer. I think it's they only in-house. They, they don't at all. Which you is really to, cool. You can go there and get a growler from right but they don't they don't at all distribute right which is pretty cool yeah i think it's because it started before that was a concept like you know what i mean like before Mm -hmm. like that boom had started yeah i think it's pretty rad it's like killer i mean i if i were brewing beer i'd probably try to make a profit off of it because why not but hey I respect that. Are you like down with the cause, bro? What's the cause? I don't know. You tell me and I'll tell you the effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that you giggle at me. I like that you think I'm funny. <laughs> Doesn't everyone think you're funny? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> I don't think I'm that funny. I think I'm a fucking idiot. Um, 
question huh that's where humor comes from from idiocy sure humor is comedy plus time i mean fuck sorry tragedy plus time it doesn't have to be tragic mine usually is most of the things i think are funnier because they're sad there are yes that's a great um source of jokes but that's where most of mine come from except for the ones that are just about poop I just think pooping is fun. That's intrinsically funny. Well, I don't think poop jokes are funny on the immature level because I'm like, I think the thing that's funny about poop to me now is that <laughs> some people get so uncomfortable about it. And I think that it shouldn't be something that should be uncomfortable. I think it's a so totally right. natural habit that people okay, have to so do. So there's this like poem, like, um, what's it called? The women's dressing room. I can't remember the poet, but it's like the whole premise is like this dude. JC Penny. No, that's what a store. <laughs> that's a store. That's a department store. Um, the whole premise is being disgusted at the fact that like this dude learned that his like lover pooped in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's the whole poem is like disgust at women pooping, which is so stupid. When, when was this written? Um, like 1700s. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Just saying. I think poop's lit. It, it doesn't bother me. It may also Explain be because. Explain how. <laughs> well, I have a terrible sense of smell. So, like, nine times out of ten, I can't smell things like fart and poop. So, I don't really care that much. And also, I don't get why people are always like, oh my God, you poop. That's gross. Like, I'm like, everybody poops. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it's literally how we get rid of shit. Like, so, it's more funny to me now to say something about poop i don't even tell poop jokes i'll just say like i took a shit and then it'll make me laugh seeing the reaction of people who are like because i'm just like it's absurd that (laughs) that something that you do that i know you have to do because if you don't do it you wouldn't be alive and i do right makes you like so uncomfortably like Ugh, we're taught to like be repulsed at that kind of stuff when it's yeah, just like, part of life. I mean, like y'all don't mind talking about fucking, but like we like, have been shitting since before we were fucking, so I don't really know why it's right. so uncomfortable. It's like all these like fucking people who like have dogs and like my dog is so cute and like I take it on walks and it poops. Like you see your dog poop, like you're no different. You also literally pick the dog shit up with your hand. Right. Even though it's inside a plastic bag. Yeah. Like, why are like, you so disgusted? At, like, get over it. Right. I'm just like, I don't know. It just makes me weird when people are like, I don't like, I don't like talking about that. Mm. <laughs> like, whatever. When you want to talk about, uh, like, shittier things, <laughs> there are shittier things. Pun than shit. intended. That's, yeah. <laughs> There are things much shittier than shit. <laughs> Hi, Lai. Yes, that is what we're drinking. Katie, good work. That was very good. So you have an eyeball in your necklace. What is that about? Is that one of the evil eyes or is that what they call them? The seeing eye? What, what's <clears> that? Um, what is the thing that I mean? What's on the dollar bill or whatever? It's like the, the Illuminati. It's not that. It's it's what? Yes, it's what we in the black community call the Illuminati eye. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I just got this eyeball necklace because I thought it was cool. I like eyes a lot. What are you into about eyes? We um, have the same color eyes. <laughs> no, we don't. Yeah, we do, don't we? No. What color are your eyes? Blue. 
Damn, that's not the color of my have... eyes. <laughs> that's not me. Your eyes look really brown right now. And I'm very I know, confused. My, my pupils like dilate really easily. I don't know why. Like, so it looks like my eyes are black most of the time. Mm, okay. That's why I think your eyes are brown. But they're very, very dark blue, naturally. Yeah, it's a mutation. What? Blue eyes. Uh, isn't a, it recessive? It, it's a genetic mutation. It is a recessive allele, but it is a genetic mutation. Oh. Oh. Did you not know that? Uh, I'm not immediately familiar with that. Yeah, it's fact. like a, it's like a quote unquote human mistake, which I think is interesting. So is red hair. Red hair is also a genetic mutation. Mm. I think I color like that irises can have color is fascinating right which is why blue eyes are so crazy to people and maybe why people are so like oh my god blue eyes are beautiful because it's like it's not technically natural right that people are always like whoa whoa because they're so bright Mm -hmm. most people's eyes are a little darker are freckles a mutation i assume they have to be but I, i i don't i don't i've not been told that they are i don't know or I haven't, I haven't read there. My mother has some freckles, actually. My mother is one of the few black people that have freckles. And um, we thought I was going to when I was younger because I had a couple, like, show up on my hands. But as I've gotten older, no more. No more frecks. No Which more. Sucks. Some of these freckles are super cute. I have too many. You can have some. I think they're precious. There's too many. No, there's not. People are always like, have you ever counted your freckles? And are you like, have you ever like fallen into a trough? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you want to count them? Can I like connect the dots of your freckles? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, Barry, shut the fuck up. Sit down, you fucking idiot. I'm like, you're literally the first person who's ever said that. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I get first person things like that. Like people are like. Has anybody ever told you that your name is like Bacardi? <laughs> no, nobody's ever told me that. Wow, you're brilliant. Wow. 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 The Owen Wilson, oh, wow. Wow. That and like, uh, people are like, the prominent constants in your name are like B and K. Like, they call you BK, like Burger King. I'm like, wow, new. Never heard that. Like BK Lounge. What else you got? Brand new. Dane Cook, really? That's what we're doing today? No, I'm just saying. It's like a the same like Browie reference that you were referring to. It is. But like I yeah, so there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh great, I've heard that a million times. That's so cute. Oh. You're so awesome. What other freckle things do you get? Did you get made fun of your freckles when you were a kid? Yeah, for sure. I uh my my most vivid memory was like going to the pool um, at the beach when I was little and this girl in the pool like who I just made best friends with because like you don't care about that shit when you're when you're little you know I was like you want to play with this ball and she's like yeah and then she was like you why you got polka dots and I'm like I'm going home polka and I started dots. crying she's like why you got polka dots and then I went home and I was like, mom, why do I have polka dots? And she's like, they're called freckles, baby. And, and that's why beautiful. you're beautiful. And I was like, it doesn't make sense. Oh, 
Poor little baby. And then she made me a vanilla milkshake and a grilled cheese. I want to meet Mama Bonbon. Maybe someday. God, you made it sound like I don't want to meet maybe Mama Bonbon. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's great in her own way. And that's how we talk about moms. Yes. Question I- number three. What's something that you love about Columbia? Oh my oh god. god. Is that all recorded? Yeah, that's on that's on tape. Oh my gosh. Um Columbia, South Carolina. What a destination. <laughs> <laughs> um I love I love the river. I'm sure a lot of people have said that before. No, I haven't heard that one before actually. I love the river. I mean, I, I love... Um, 74 episodes. I have not heard I love the river until you. I love the river. I love the river walk. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love like, lamp. <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the natural, like the small natural spaces in Columbia. Um, the river is gorgeous. Like setting up a hammock by the river there's like nothing like it and then um there's a few like state forests i usually like to hike in mm-hmm. like harbison and um congaree is one of the national parks i love congaree yeah i mean that's something that's seriously underrated is like we have a national park in our state like right at our leisure like 20 minutes out of town right i know it's not that far at all um, I mean, I'm a huge national parks person, so I think that's wonderful. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like I like the uh, the size of the city. Do you like, like how slow it is? Yes, I think moving from New York to here. I'm assuming it's a huge culture shock. It's yeah, like, but it's actually more my style here. The timing is a thousand percent different. You know, like. You yeah. were talking earlier about how people look at their phones on the subway when you get above ground. And I do that too when I'm in New York on the subway because I'm like, all right, just to remind myself, where am I going as soon as I get out of the station? Because I'm trying to right. not be in everybody's way. So I'm immediately like, I need to know where I'm going so I can get out of the station and just walk right. instead of standing right. around. Because growing up here, I see so many people like standing around just in front of things. Yeah. Like, well taking people, their sweet goddamn time. New York is um the stereotype is that it's very quick and that's true. I mean it's everybody is quick paced trying to get somewhere, trying to see the next thing, trying to feel the next thing, trying mm-hmm. to you know, it's it's quick. It's constant simulation. Like it's it's just the way it is. Um, and I grew up around that and I came down here and I always like felt like I was just slower than the rest of people, you know, that I would group around. And I came down here and I was like, this feels more me except for when I'm driving because people in South Carolina, our drivers are terribly slow, very slow. Our drivers are very slow. Very, very, very slow. Very slow or unnecessarily fast. I've noticed. But you know that there's no middle ground. Who? What's that song that's like on the radio these days? It's like fifteen and a thirty. I ain't in no hurry. I don't know that. You don't. I don't listen to the radio. You know that. 
Oh. Well, I was like, that's so South Carolina. Like, people go 15 miles per hour under the speed limit. Like, that's not necessary. Like, speed the fuck up. <laughs> but that's the only way I feel like out of, like, otherwise, the slowness and, like, the, um, taking your time and enjoying life and like seeing things, noticing things. Just riding the wave, man. Yeah. I think that's super important. People in New York don't do that enough. Like stop and, you know, smell the roses. The people that live in New York that do are usually people who are not born there. The people in New York who do are usually people that like graduate from college and did the whole, I'm going to move to New York thing. And then like have, either the family to back them up or they have a job that right. gives them the money to be able to go like, I'm going to take some time and do these fun, cool New York things. Other than that, like I have friends who grew up in New York who like, they never had the luxuries so they, you know, there's a lot of New York shit they've never experienced. One of my friends that grew up in New York was like, yo, he was having his housewarming party in Queens. Mm-hmm. And I went and he was like, I was like, oh, cool. You got these like little like shot cups that look like solo cups. And he was like, yeah, listen, I went to the store where everything was a dollar. It was crazy. It was dope as fuck. I was like, are you talking about like Dollar Tree? He was like, that was the name of it. Have you been there? He's like, oh went, shit, you know my place. I went, Randy, <laughs> Dollar Tree is a franchise. It's a giant franchise in the United States. I was like, I've known Dollar Tree since I was like six. He was like, What? are you serious like it wasn't like so i'm like i understand that especially like if you have the resources new york is one of those cities where i'm like if you have the resources to like not have to be a real new yorker you have so much fun right and you can still have fun and like be a person who's like working their ass off but i'm like like a love hate i mean i people that don't have to worry about where their money's coming from can like do anything any night in New York, have all the fun in the world right. and like never worry about it. You need, yeah. I mean, it's a very superficial, like when I came down to Columbia, I realized like I had been like kind of neglecting, um, that New York is so superficial and like I came down here and people were like real and I don't know. It's, it's, there's a nice, there's a nice vibe to it. I can't really describe it, but um, you can really taste the vibe. Yeah, you can taste the vibe. Um, there's, I like the pace. I mean, I, I, and that could just be from me not having ever been to many southern states before. But I think that's more my style. Is like let's chill out let's enjoy life let's notice things let's not like be concerned about the next experience we're going to have in an hour from now let's focus on what what's happening right now um and people in new york are always you know the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing what about in jersey (laughs) um Jersey is a big party state. And so that has never really, I mean, it's been fun, but it has never really been where I want to end up. You know? But I also am the kind of person who uh, never wants to stay in one place for too long. I mean, could you end up here? No. I'm 
that's the thing. I, uh, ideally, and this isn't really realistic, but if I were to like write a theory of the way I would like to live, um, it would look something like living in a new place every six months for the rest of my life. Like live in each place for six months and then move on to the next place. See, I have this interesting thing where I'm like, I want to leave Columbia. But there's something about them. Like, I think I would come back eventually. Like I want to leave yeah. and go do shit. But I think that like, when I was ready to like settle in. Right. I don't like settling. I like seeing new things and meeting new people. And well, you're different from me. I've never gotten to. I've never left this. I've only lived in this city. I've never like lived anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been other places for up to two weeks at a time, but I've never like lived somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't have that yet. And maybe when I have that experience, it might change my perspective. Well, it, I mean, it's beautiful to love a place. I mean, that's one of the most. Um, I compare loving a place to loving a person. I think they're on the same level of like places in our heart, right? I agree. So it it breaks your heart to leave a place. It really does. But you're going to meet another place that you equally love and shows you a new side of yourself that you've never learned about before. And that's why like, I want to keep seeing new places and meeting new people and learning about myself, you know? Um, and it is feasible. You could find a new job in a new place and just figure yourself out mm-hmm. and live in the discomfort for a while. And then if you want to come back to Columbia, do it, you know? What's your favorite band from New Jersey? Um... I don't know who's from New Jersey. Wow. I don't like Bruce. Terrible. <laughs> you don't like Bruce? No. I'm not a big Bruce fan either, actually. I don't like Bruce. But I don't I don't know who's who's from New Jersey that you know. God, why are you putting me somebody who doesn't is not from New Jersey on this one? Um I don't know. Like I Brand new. I don't know if they're from New Jersey, are they? I think so. How do you know? Brand new? Siri. Hey, Siri. (laughs) Where is brand new from? I can't answer that. Hey, Siri. Where? Where is brand new from? Siri's like seriously taking a nap and she doesn't want to get fucked with. God damn it. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Who cares? You know, uh, Midtown. The band is from New Jersey. The band. I think the band Midtown New Jersey is from New Jersey. Fuck. Not the band. The band. No, the band Midtown. I believe is from New Jersey. Oh, I thought you meant the band. I was like, they're not from New Jersey. Oh, where the fuck are they? English? They might as well be though. Sorry, brand new is from Long Island. Yeah, that's what I thought. Long Island, which is basically New Jersey. No, it's not. It's not in the same place, but Get they are out of so here. same. Get out of here. Stop it. With that. You are too much for me right now. Okay, I'm looking at bands from New Jersey. My Chemical Romance. I did not know that. 
New Jersey's a great place, y'all. If Yola you, Tango. I love that band. My Chemical Romance is from New Jersey. Can I do a shout out to the listeners? Yeah. If you're a listener and you think that uh, New Jersey is a piece of shit, you're wrong. Um, because you don't know much about New Jersey because you haven't been there. So, or you've been to Newark or North Jersey, which isn't oh, New Jersey. Bon Jovi. Yeah, I've been to his house. New Jersey. You've been to John Bon Jovi's house and you couldn't pick a band from New Jersey? Well, I'm not a huge Bon Jovi fan, but I was... And the Dillinger Escape Plan is from New Jersey? Shut up. I got invited to his daughter's party in high school. Who, John? No, his daughter. John Bon Jove? His daughter. (laughs) John Bon Jove's daughter? Yeah, she threw a rager in high school and I went to it. Katie, what do you want to plug? What? What do you want to plug? What's plug? What do you want to tell people to check out? Check out? and What do you want to promote? In Columbia? What do you want to promote for yourself, your things? What are things that you're involved with? Ooh, I don't know. I'm not involved with anything. You don't want to plug Wob? I guess, yeah. Go to World of Beer. It's a great place. Um, I already promoted WAP though. Yeah, but this is the plug section. Oh. Um, yeah, World of Beer is great, even though some people think it's overpriced. <clears throat> but I think you can choose whatever beer from a local brewery that you'd like, um, which is really interesting to be in a place where beer is offered from any local brewery in the area. That's pretty fucking awesome. Um, and where's your favorite place to buy beer to buy beer? Yeah. I've been trying to find a place where I can buy like a, a mixed six pack. That was like my goal for today actually. Cause I didn't want to commit to six of these. Yeah. Um, I like to try new beer all the time. So greens used to do it. They don't do it anymore. Um, I think Publix does like a mix six pack. Piggly thing. Wiggly does. Um, yeah. I think Bilo does maybe. But that's what I like to do. It's like pick out six new beers that I haven't tried before. Right. Craft and draft. Expensive, but yes. Um, Local businesses have to be expensive these days. Yeah, I would just promote like going to the local brewery in your area and seeing what beer they have. Have you ever done Columbia Brew Bus? I want to. Yeah, my friends run that. I want to. We'll do it together. Our next our next outing. Our cool, date. cool. Yeah, cool. Sweet. Yeah. Sounds good. Um okay. At Soda City Sesh Pod on Twitter. Soda City Sessions on Facebook. Soda City Sessions at gmail dot com. Um, as far as me personally, shit. I don't know. I think this will be about mid-August. The Sandcastles music video for Carolina, I Love You, But You're Bringing Me Down should be out. Check that out. Um, Coachella is August 25th through 27th. I'm throwing a dance party on August 19th at New Brooklyn. Uh, That's about it. That'll do it. I'm directing a play August 17th. Uh, it'll be a part of the Syzygy plays by Jasper, which refer to the eclipse 
at uh, at Taps on Main, the Art Center. I think those two showings are at seven and ten. Um, I think that's about it for me. I don't think I have anything else to plug. Personal Instagram is at Kari Levy. That's it. Cool. Well, I'm honored to be here. Katie, I'm so glad you came to sit with me. It's been... You want to hear my Ira Glass? <clears throat> Katie, I am so glad that you came to talk with me. You're what? Ira Glass. Oh. You know, NPR. I am Ira Glass with NPR. Oh. It's been an absolute honor to be here today. Thank you very much, Kari. You were a delightful guest. My God. I did not know that I would be feeling this way with you. Until next time. Until the morrow. The morrow. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye.